if you're feeling depressed and then you start thinking about what you're grateful for and everybody that you're thankful for in your life and all the things that you have, I think it's almost impossible to be depressed anymore. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Christoph Lewis, and he kind of reached out to us, which was uh, pretty cool. He found us just kind of deep diving uh, through the channels of Instagram and uh, sent us a message, said he really liked what we were doing, wanted to jump on on a call, and he ended up... um, graciously offering to be on the podcast so we uh we get into a little background of his and what he's up to he's the host of the christoph lewis podcast really awesome interviews that he's got going on over there uh, good thoughts as well he can really challenge you to really think uh, but one of the biggest things we got into was his uh, military career so he was former uh, navy special warfare he was a radio telephone operator they call an rto and he was also a satellite communications operator, uh, deployed to Afghanistan three times, uh, Africa once, and then towards the end, he talked about taking a lower pace, kind of more desk and leadership oriented uh, role that also helped his transition out of the military and back into civilian life. So he gets into that and how that can be difficult for a lot of people, and he gives a few few tips and ideas on how to maybe mitigate that difficulty and kind of ease your way back in because that is quite a change in an environment there and then one biggest takeaway that i had was he referred to pivoting without a bad attitude uh, something that i think everyone uh, is always um, on a track to maybe do better with but we do have to make those changes uh, but Tim, what do you think? Because I know this was kind of a, a cold call here. Neither one of us knew about him. So what uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I I love this interview. Uh, he a lot of good knowledge coming from him. It was a it was a really good conversation. I know we talked to him for like an hour fifteen, but we could have talked to him for the whole for the whole damn day. Yeah. Uh, it was our first Skype interview, uh, but we only have the audio for you today. Um, the biggest things he talked about um, time management. Um, he he talks about something called non negotiables in your life. Um, the most important priorities you have. He talks about incorporating those into your daily routine, uh, your morning routine. Everyone knows that the start of your day is the most important time frame of your day. Uh, he talks about the optimal morning routine involving meditation practice, uh, goal setting, practicing gratitude, and he talks about the important things that you can do and different strategies to do them to get you on that good start to your day. Uh, he wakes up at like 4.30 or 5 every morning. I was, I, I was impressed with with his routine and the way he approaches the start of each day. Um, I love his Shoelace Express. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, we asked him about, like, how did you first start doing that? And he kind of goes through ways you can kind of train yourself um, to wake up earlier earlier every day. Because it's a tough thing to do, transition to, we, we get into that. Um, we kind of round out the show talking about pra- what it means to practice gratitude. Uh, as well as authenticity through your brand. Uh, there's a lot of fake stuff out there on the platform. There's also a lot of real stuff. He talks about the importance of sharing both your faults and your strengths on a platform such as Instagram where it's easy to just post everything that's perfect. Um, and he talks about like making yourself more relatable to your audience. You know, for those people that are trying to grow a brand, it's one of the most important things. So 
Christoph Lewis is a great example of leadership transformation and the product of learning as much as you can, not only from yourself, uh, but from those around you. Um, he talks about learning through podcasts. Uh, great interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Episode 40, Christoph Lewis. Christoph, thanks for coming on. Dude, Man. I appreciate your time. Guys, I am so excited to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for reaching out initially. It was funny because we get this message like, hey, I like what you guys are doing. Got a top rated podcast. We'd love to be on your show. I'm like, Tim, who's your buddy? He goes, not my friend. I thought it was yours. I was like, well, shit, this is kind of cool. Let's see what we got here. He's our buddy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I was telling you when I would reach out, like, I really just like reaching out to other people that are doing the same thing as me. And I want to use social media as I think it was built. So I was just reaching out and I was like, I told you guys this already. I was specifically targeting people that have, you know, a smaller following of podcasts like myself, just within the hundreds and, uh, you know, a little bit of thousands of followers because I want to be able to share ideas kind of like we were doing last time we talked. I want to share what works, what doesn't work and be able to help each other out. So that's how I found you guys. And it's just been awesome ever since, like seeing what you guys do and you guys can see what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, up to this point, what are some things that you've seen kind of work and, and not work? Not work. Conversations yeah, well, and, and I guess I'll start with what works. What works for me is just, I'll say, I'll start by, I've been doing this a year. I've been doing podcasting a year. I didn't think I was even going to get into podcasting, but right from the start, I set a goal that I was going to release a podcast a week for a year. So I actually just hit that. I released 50. Well, I guess 50 is just shy of a year, but 50 was like this milestone that I was going for. So 52 comes out in another two weeks. But so like one of the things that works off the bat was setting a goal from the very start. And then of course, like you can have these long-term goals and you can kind of shift them as you go. Like for example, I think when I hit like week 45, I doubled my podcast. So I was releasing one on Monday and one on Thursday. But nonetheless, I still held to this loose long-term goal. And then you just got to figure out what works. And another thing that has definitely worked is how I reached out to you guys. Like the first thing that you were saying is be very engaging with the platform. It's social media. So you need to be very social. So I'm very, very active on anybody that sends me a message. I hit them back. Like anybody that comments, I hit them back. Anybody... Not anybody necessarily that follows me do I follow back. I'm very particular about who I follow. So even like diving down into people following you and who you follow on Instagram specifically, Mm -hmm. obviously, like if you have a certain niche, you need to probably just follow people that are that niche. Like me, I'm slowly, slowly getting down to just being military. Like I talk to tons of different people, but slowly I'm talking to more and more military people. So I'm following more and more military accounts and engaging with those. So the things that work for me are just being consistent with the output of my content, whether that be my podcasts, whether that be my daily, like I, another one, I'll say another goal. I said, I'm going to send a uh, post a day, put a post a day at a bare minimum. And then that's worked so much for me. So you have to consistency in the podcast, which is your end goal. Cause you want to drive people to that because that is the most beneficial content for everybody. And then the vehicle that I use for people to learn about the podcast is Instagram. So I want to be consistent there. So you want to like kind of funnel people down all the way to the podcast where like the best content is possibly going to be. Sure. Yeah. Cause there's, 
you're, you're doing it the right way. Like, I feel like a lot of people get focused in on posting the right stuff, but that's obviously only half the battle. The other part is the back end stuff that people don't see, like being responsive to messages and yeah, reaching out, yeah. like you said. Yeah, and there's a ton and it's not of like you find your stuff. identity too as time goes on. You've definitely found you're 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 moving toward closer, like you said, more military people. Yeah, um, yeah you like just kind of find what works. You find what you get. You have to, and that's like part of the reason why I pay attention 100% to my direct messages and whatever, like Facebook messages or LinkedIn is something I've become much more active on is because you want to listen to the people that are talking to you because the people that are engaging with you the most are the people that listen to it the most, more than likely. So if most of those people are military, which in my case they are, then I kind of want to naturally, like you said, kind of cater to them because that's my biggest group. Like for me, I use Podbean to host my my podcast. A lot of people do that. Podbean has analytics. You can see uh, geographically where the most people view your podcast mm-hmm. is. And I know mine is Virginia. I live in Virginia. Huge military okay. following in Virginia. So by default, I'm going to kind of cater, but I don't want it to be abrupt. You know, I don't want to like scare everybody away. And I still, you know, I still, you guys know, I talk to a lot of different people on the podcast because I enjoy that as well. And I want to show people that they can transfer to any kind of career that's possible out there. So even though I kind of talk to military a lot, I want to show all these other careers that are out there to show people in the military that they can still talk to them. And then every, you know, couple podcasts, I'll talk to somebody from the military. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And yeah, we're, we're especially like, glad and grateful that we can get you on because you have such an interesting background i i kind of want to get hear your story about how you grew up like what your childhood was like because i know okay. you grew up in Col- i mean you were born in colorado united states you grew up in budapest hungary you've traveled and seen over i think it was like 26 countries yeah, i kind of want to hear about your upbringing and like your Absolutely. path to so yeah, yeah my, my my life has been crazy and I have definitely not stayed in place. And I think that's just like how I've been boop, from the start, like since a kid. So I was actually born in Trenton, New Jersey. And okay. not until I was like eight or nine did I move to Colorado. Grew up okay. in Colorado and then my mother's from Hungary. So I spent a little bit of time right outside, you were correct, in Budapest, Hungary. And then all my life I've been super active, played soccer, football, being from Colorado for like 20 years snowboard it like crazy hiking like crazy everything you could possibly think of mountain biking so yeah like i said let's see yeah i started playing soccer at age four so still when i was in in new jersey i played competitively all the way up until i joined the navy in 2009 when i and i turned let's see 22 in boot camp so i came actually into the navy late and then if i can digress for one second before i joined the navy I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. No clue. Went to college for like culinary arts. Like that is not at all like remotely anything I want to do. Yeah. Like I like to yeah, eat. You're not quite that, in the kitchen yeah, right now. That's, ex- that's the extent of like my food knowledge is I know I really like to eat. You know, that's it. So right, I did right. that and I even like I thought I really wanted to be in the restaurant business. So I worked in a restaurant for about three years in Colorado. And I did really enjoy that. And I learned a lot there, met some great people and learned how to deal with people. That's why I always joke about like, I think everybody should work in a restaurant. Like you can really tell how somebody is like truly to the depths, they like to their core, how do they treat a waiter or waitress, you know? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm big on always getting their name. Like I always like to make sure I know his or her name and call them by their name, uh, specifically waiter, waitress, whatever it is. Uh, just because yeah. they're not used to that, uh-huh. 
And I because we go out like before or after a recording session, and it's like, oh, did we catch a name? Like, no. So we'll make sure we get it because uh, everyone loves the sound of their own name more than anything. Absolutely. And it's just like a respect thing too. Yeah. It's, it's like I treat I treat a Lyft or Uber ride the same way. If it's just me, I'll sit in the front because you're not my chauffeur. Yeah. You know, and I'll talk to you because it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's not yeah. that vibe. So I yeah, treat it no, the same. Yeah, it's definitely it's good like, to remember as people. Like that's like, I don't know if it was in the book. Uh, I'm trying to think of the author, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Car- by, yeah, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, love that book. One of my f- favorite books. Oh. And multiple times I've read that since I was a kid, you know, to further answer mm-hmm. your question. I mean, I didn't even really like to read that much, but I think that's one of the things he covers. And if not, I'm sure it was implied, but everybody likes the sound of their name. And it's a respect thing as well. You know, if somebody remembers your name and calls you by your name, it can be very important. But to further answer your question, like, yeah, so I played sports my entire life. And one of the things I like to talk about, at least on my podcast, like growing up, like I didn't really care to learn. Like I didn't like to read. And if you're watching this and not listening to it, you can see like, there's a ton of books behind me over here, a ton of books yeah. behind me over here. And that's pretty much like I found out not until like my lower to mid 20s that that I actually did like to read. I did like to learn. And the formal education system wasn't really for me. I dropped out of college at like 20, right? Two years before I joined the Navy when I was 22. And I joined the Navy. It really like I wasn't doing the best of things before, like was hanging out with some like fun people, but that was the extent of it. I was just fun. I was having lots of fun. I didn't know what I wanted. I was super selfish in my life, had no ambition for anything. So I joined the Navy to get a consistent paycheck because I was, you know, I was a waiter, a <laughs> uh, bus yeah. boy, food runner, all that stuff. And I was just getting tips, tips, tips. And it was just so inconsistent. And even though I described all the things I just did to you, like selfish, really no vision, I was still who I am today just a different version, like an unmotivated person that didn't have a target in life, like a trajectory in life. So I still had ambition. It just, I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I knew I wanted the steady paycheck. I knew that the Navy or the military, you know, join any branch you want would teach you a skill. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to join it. I'm going to get, you know, some good training, some good schooling because the military does provide that. And if I want to get out in a couple of years after my contract's done, then I'll be able to get a job utilizing the skills that I learned in the Navy. Now flash forward, nine years i just got out last year in 2018 Mm -hmm. and i actually did get a job and i like do it like cloud management as a cloud engineer and i'm able to utilize the skills that i learned in the military in the civilian sector so that's like an important thing that i talk about a lot on my podcast as well like you can get these skills as well and there's a lot of them that are transferable and people don't really know in the military how much of these skills are actually transferable And then all these for, I guess, a decade long, almost all these skills, experiences, all the stress and pressure, everything that I had to perform under really formed who that like teenager was before the military that had all this vision. And I was I felt like I was a natural leader, like captain of the teams, like always trying to be the best I possibly could. Very competitive type A kind of guy. It was just so undirected. And then the Navy and all those experiences that I just described to you, everything that I endured really shaped who that was. So then through my 20s, I was just etching away and finding who I really was. And then it was about mm-hmm. a few years into the Navy that I absolutely had a blast of like, wow, I love learning. And it was so weird because I was like, just five years ago, I dropped out of college. I hated high school. I hated everything. I hated reading. And I was like, I think what happened is I first got into podcasts. Funny, we're here, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's like, you guys are making me realize this is this funny, like six, you know, seven years ago. And I loved learning via podcast. And I was like, well, why do I like this? Cause it's somebody just having a conversation like we're having right now. And it's about something that I could pick that I wanted to learn. So then through podcasts that I heard, I heard book recommendations. So I start reading the books that I liked. I started researching people that I heard on the podcast, people that I did think or that did things that I actually like to hear about. So then slowly but surely I realized, holy crap, there's literally unlimited amount of information out there that I just don't know that I actually am super curious in learning. And I was kind of, I mean, I was more excited than upset, but I was kind of upset that I feel, I felt kind of like I had been failed. Like nobody showed me, I was like, all this stuff was Mm -hmm. out there and I just didn't know it was out there because I was so forced into learning a specific way. And sure, like, I think if you're going into certain jobs, like if you're a doctor or a lawyer, like you should go to school. If you know you want to be that, you should go that direction because you need school for that. But there's so many other career paths that you don't necessarily need that for. So that's like kind of how I created the podcast last year, a year ago when I was 31. And I wanted to show all these people, unlimited amount of people now, like you're, it's 40 countries now that listen to the podcast. And so now I want to show like all of these people that you can literally do whatever you want, as long as you put the hard work in and the consistency, kind of how I was answering your first question. So answer mm-hmm. to your initial question of like growing up, I had all this passion for life, loved moving at a hundred miles per hour, loved helping people, loved being in leadership positions, but it was always for like, I mean, since I was a kid undirected until my mid twenties. So like 15, 20 years there was just completely just had no intention of what to do. And I just, I was that kid, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in college. So I just took all the prerequisites. And I think that's ultimately why I dropped out because I was doing math and science and stuff that I hated. Like I really didn't enjoy that much. And once it slowly started to get defined, like between like 24, 25, all the way up until now, like I'll be 32 this year. So for over the six or seven years, I've really started to figure out who I am and be able to define what I want. And I'm still trying to do that as well. Like before we started recording, we talked about uh, a business that I'm running and it's in the very, very, very beginning of the business, but it's all geared towards helping other people and having plain and simple conversations like we're having right now and helping people discover what I've just divulged to you about myself within themselves. Because I firmly do believe one of the biggest things I say all the time is that we sell ourselves short and we, really limit ourselves in the scope of what we think could possibly be obtainable in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Were there uh sounds like podcasts were obviously a big part of your experience uh, in the Navy. From a learning perspective, did you have any like specific podcasts that you like better than others? Absolutely. Any ones that like inspired you at a higher level than others? I was obsessed and still am obsessed with the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm, um, I, yes. know, I know there's millions. Yes. Yeah, there's millions. He has, you know, five, 10 million people that listen to him. But the reason I like that is multiple reasons. Like if you listen to my podcast, you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, you may be able to see similarities. And if not, I will say those for you now. But one, it's just a conversation, like two people shooting the shit, right? Like I <laughs> was never a journalist, obviously, with my background. I just told you <clears throat> never did any of that. And I was also not a fan of the interview style, like, okay, this is my first question. Like, tell me about, you know, and very like staccato and very like, right, yeah. not 
not organic in any way. So just like mm-hmm. you guys are just like, we're just talking right now, you know, and I really enjoy that. So that's what was like, that was what Joe did with all of his guests. And then he also talked to a wide span of guests and he constantly does that. And he always like, for him, he always drives it back to MMA because he has such a huge background in MMA and all of that. And he talks mm-hmm. to a lot of people like that. So I kind of see that contrast with me. Like I talk to a wide scope of people, but I always kind of bring it back to military a little bit. And that's always like a side conversation, sidebar that I have. So I absolutely loved what he did. He was very passionate about learning and passionate about all, like he admittedly said like he knows nothing and he's like just listening and he always calls himself a dummy when in actuality he's super, super smart. Yeah, he's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast has, has brought his, his level of knowledge up to a whole other level. Just and, him and learning through, and what he, how many episodes does he have now? Like over, over 1,100 for sure. Over, yeah, yeah, yeah he's got 1200. like over 12, close to 13 I think. Yeah. Absolutely, which is insane. We, like he's the OG of yeah. podcasting for sure. Right, and we talk about how good of a question asker he is. He's a like tough, he is really tough. good at getting deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper, and then just gearing it in such a way where it just keeps you hooked. He's Whether it's something that you thought you'd be interested in or not, he just keeps you engaged, and it's so good. Uh, I hope both of you have seen Step Brothers, otherwise it'll kill my movie <laughs> reference. We <You> said <laughs> Joe dead. Rogan uh, experience, and I had this. Did we just become best friends? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to like that guy. I mean, I, I would mm-hmm. be surprised. I probably wouldn't like the person that doesn't like Joe Rogan. Like, I take it, <laughs> I take it so far that like I'm like I need to get a Joe Rogan 2020 sticker. Like, I would vote for him for pres- right. <laughs> for president. Like, yeah, right. Like, I'm not even joke. Like, I seriously like the guy that much. And a fun mm-hmm. fact about me is actually when I worked in the restaurant business before I joined the Navy, Joe Rogan sat at one of my tables that I was. Yeah, and I and I I think about it, and I'm like, damn, because like I knew who he was from Fear Factor at the time. This is like back in like, '08 or '09 or something, and so I only knew him for that. So like, if I could meet him now, I'd be like, dude, you changed my life. Like your question was like, your first question, or yeah, your first question was like your childhood, and I was unmotivated. And then your second question was like, what what podcast did it? Because I ended the podcast question or the childhood question with, well, podcast started to change my life. Then which podcast? Joe Rogan. And then like go full circle. Like Joe Rogan was in my restaurant. But I wish uh-huh. I, if I met him now, I'd be like, dude, like listening to your podcast really like set me on this path to like finding out that I really, really love my life. Like I really love learning. And I had this essentially like learning epiphany in my mid 20s. This is the best way to describe it. And ever since then, I like I, I, I haven't fucking stopped. Like I definitely mm-hmm. I definitely have not stopped. Like it just keeps on getting like sometimes, like today, I was kind of like not depressed, but I was like, I haven't. I feel like I haven't done anything, even though I've been like editing all day and like doing all the stuff that I always do. But I think when you look at the weeks and the months, I'm like, wow, I've come so far. Or you know, like I was just saying, I released episode 50. Now I'm doubling my podcast. But I think if you just start the journey, you start the process of at least acknowledging that you want to learn and you want to become a better person, then not every day is going to be good. Not every day you're going to be like happy go lucky. Like I still have my days that I feel down in the dumps, but I think at least, like I said, starting that journey really helps it. And it's crazy. So yeah, like Joe Rogan podcast. And then there's been like a few people since then, like currently um, I listen to Andy Dane Carter. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him at all. He's, he's been on my podcast. Uh, I forget what episode, like 45 or something, but he mostly deals in real estate, but he has, his podcast is very similar to mine, actually. 
uh, inadvertently. Um, so he interviews people and then he also does like a weekly recap is, is, uh, so two episodes a week. And that's exactly what I do. But I look up to him because I'm like huge on like, I just had a kid and I have a wife. And one of the things that I've dealt with even before the podcast was my time management. <laughs> and now even more than ever, like my time management is really tough. So like I reached out to Andy specifically and that's like the beauty of social media, right? Like you can find and make contact and talk to people that are like, <laughs> like huge, like the Gary V's right. and the Tony Robbinses and all these people like you can potentially talk to, like you, you couldn't talk to any of these people before. Like I could send a direct message to anybody an email to anybody because everybody has mm -hmm. that information out there. So I like reached out to this guy and I was like, first of all, what you're doing is awesome. And I want you to be on my podcast. And I had him on my podcast and then we've just maintained a relationship after that, which is awesome. But the reason I reached out to him or one of the main reasons was because I saw how he, he's, he's a huge businessman and he has a lot of business. He's always busy, but he takes time for his family. And because that was one thing I was struggling with, that's why I chose to have him on there. And I talked about that a little bit with my podcast and before and after the podcast with him privately. Um, so I would say like on that, like a quick tangent is, is like, be humble enough to recognize your faults and then reach out to somebody specifically that you know is maybe a little bit better at dealing with that than you and like seek their advice and take it in humbly and like check your ego and be able to to listen to them that's very helpful for for that growth we were talking about so what were some of the kind of tips or insights he gave you because i know we lightly brushed on it before sure. we started rolling because uh, you have a lot of irons in the fire. You know, you're in IT, and then you have a podcast, yeah. uh, wife, you baby girl, you got yeah. a lot going on. So yeah. what were some things that you took away to where it's like, okay, I need to allocate enough time and attention Absolutely. to everything and everyone sure. and make sure it's as balanced as it can be? Yeah, so there's a few ways to answer that question. And in no particular order, I'll just say, like, one of the things he says is non-negotiables. You have to have non-negotiables in your life. And what that means to me, and again, in no particular order, like there's certain things I do every morning. Those are non-negotiables. Like, and we may have discussed it before. Like I don't snooze. I wake up, I get in the meditation, I practice gratitude. Like I say things I'm thankful for. And then like behind you guys right now, I have these a couple whiteboards. I have all my goals and like some mantras. I look at them every single morning, but to digress for one second, like my no, non-negotiable for my morning routine is to do those things in those order. But if you notice, like none of those things really have to do with quote unquote business until I get to like the fourth or fifth thing after like 20 or 30 minutes. Like I first want to get my head straight or I wake up and I accomplish something hard. It, that's not snoozing because for me that's super hard or it was for 31 <laughs> years. So I don't snooze and then I meditate. So I get my mind in order, still not business, just getting my head in order gratitude always I tell you it always starts with like and I'm thinking about now it makes me happy because I go I'm so happy I woke up next to my wife I'm so happy I woke up next to my daughter my dog they all sleep in the room there I'm like so happy for my girls and that I woke up again like for real like I wake up and I'm like pumped that I have the opportunity to wake up next to such a loving family so like already I'm not snoozing meditation gratitude roof over my head that I have a job I can pay my bills I can put family on the or food for my family on the table all these things and then a little bit later, then I get up here, sit at my desk, look at my whiteboard and I go over my goals. A lot of them are business. A lot of them are for my life and like that are going to benefit me and my family as well. So it's not until later, like I get my head straight. I think about my family. 
and then I do that. So to go back to answer your question, non-negotiables are doing these things every morning in order to get my mind right so that I can really approach the day better. Because one of the things he says, if his like, and think about it, like if you have a family or it doesn't matter, like if you have a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend and you're living with them specifically and like stuff's not good at home, then it's going to be pretty much probably on your mind the rest of the day. Like it's going to bug you. And if you're a businessman or woman, like that's going to be detrimental to your effectiveness in business. So you want to make sure that you get your head right, your mind right before you go out. So for me, I knew, like I said, the reason I reached out to him was family. So I knew I had to get my mind right and like knowingly be practicing gratitude. Like I said, the first couple things is my family. So I am grateful for them. And so I go on about my day and in that manner of aligning myself before I attack the day. And then the second way to answer that question is later in the day. So I, you know, I go to the gym and I do all these things that I just described to you before, like six 30 in the morning. And then I go to work at six 30 in the morning and, you know, I do my time, I get off and then I have like an allotted time where I work on the podcast and all this extracurricular fun stuff that I got going on. But then I have a time like a drop dead time. And this is what I got from him was like, you essentially just flip your phone on airplane mode and you don't do shit except for spend time with your family. So that was one of the <laughs> biggest things. Like I knew, I know that I needed time with my family. And it was really hard because I think when you want to do anything bad in your life, like for me, the podcast, I've become obsessed with making it better and better and better. And I think if you want to be really good at anything in your life, I don't care what it is, like your day job or whatever, like you almost have to be obsessed and you have to be really passionate about doing it because it's going to take a lot of time. And to me, the podcast takes a lot of my time. And that's why I was struggling with taking that time for my family. So I knew that if I did all the things I described to you in my morning routine and I got my head right, excuse me, and I went to the gym before work because I wake up earlier at 4.40, then I could get off work earlier and then I could work on my podcast earlier and more time working on my podcast. And then I could thus spend more time with my family in the evening because I shifted my whole entire day to the left and cut out like an hour and a half of my sleep. So I think to answer your question, like really short is I defined what my non-negotiables in were life. I knew it was still my family. I knew it was my work because I still have to, you know, I don't make any money off the podcast. And so I, had to, I have to work and I still want to do the podcast because I know it will get me where I want in life where I don't have to have a day job. It will thus become my day job. So I know mm-hmm. these are like my three non-negotiables. So then I have to define under that subcategories, morning routines, how I shift my schedule. And those are going to maintain the non-negotiables in my life. So I think that's the best way to answer your question. That's awesome. So someone who likes to go 100 miles an hour and you have your entire life, uh, was it difficult to start the meditation practice? Because I'm someone who really needs that. And yeah. when I do do it, I feel better. But I also like to take on too many things and then deny that I take on too many things. <laughs> well, it's hard. Like, it's really hard to... At first, it was hard, I guess, to put my mind in that zone. But especially because, man, I was so tired so 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 tired and i didn't really know what to do so like initially i had gotten a meditation app and that really helped me because i was listening to somebody's voice and my mind wasn't wandering and then recently last week was actually the first week that i tried doing it on my own and i noticed my mind wandering or me even almost slipping back into sleep 
So I think I'm gonna go back to do something guided. So that would be my advice to you is do something guided that's keeping your mind engaged, but on task, not thinking about other things because I don't want my mind to wander. I don't want my mind to think about work. I don't want it to think about the podcast or anything like that. Frankly, I don't want it to think about like my family or anything. In that meditation period, I just want to think about what I have to think about in the meditation because I'm gonna think about my family next in gratitude and I wanna be thinking about one thing at a time. So. It was really hard to do at first, but I think you have to find what works for you. If like maybe some people are fine doing it on their own, that could be fine. But for me, like I said, and maybe for you even, it could be finding like an app. And there's like there's like a ton of them. There's like Headspace. Um, and it'll take me literally two seconds to show you guys. Uh, Headspace, Calm, Simple Habit. <clears throat> These are th- three apps off you know right there that you Very can calm. use for yourself. You know, you just do a yeah. subscription. Some of them cost money to have more content, but at least do that. More importantly, if you don't want to spend money, you can go onto YouTube and there's literally terabytes full of like a meditation you can do on there. Sure. And uh, yeah. you can definitely listen to it that way. And then there's just music and then there's people as well. So definitely multiple ways to be able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And you said when you first started that morning routine, early morning stuff, it, you were you were tired at first. It was, so it was tired. tough, tough energy. <laughs> Did you like kind of describe to me how you evolved to where you are now? Because I'm sure now you have a lot more energy when you do it, and yeah. you feel even more energized when you're done with it. Yeah. Kind of explain how that progressed. It, it was because I know a lot evolution. of people would want to try that, yeah. but they may be discouraged after the first two or three times of doing it because One, they feel tired at first. One hundred percent. So I like the word you use. You use evolution, and it was most definitely an evolution. I didn't go from like waking up at like eight a.m. or whatever, seven a.m. to like waking up at 4:40 and doing all these things on such like a strict schedule as i've just described to you um i slowly implement it like i didn't it was first like 5 30 or something and then you know eventually i got back to i think honestly i'm back down to 4:35. like i'm slowly taking it back my wife thinks i'm just eventually not gonna sleep one day but it's <laughs> <laughs> not even human <laughs> yeah, yeah but um i mean sleep that's a whole nother conversation is sleep but <laughs> I, I do get about five hours in and then it's even tougher now with the kid. But anyways, I digress. Like it's all slowly implemented. Like the time is one, like I slowly turn the dial back on like when I was getting up. So, cause if you do it all at once, you're just going to be so demotivated to continue it because you're going to be so damn tired. So I would slowly start at least the time, like ticking that back. And then as far as like the other things I do, like not snoozing, regardless of what time you're going to get up, I would, without about without a doubt like blanket over on top of everything say you have to not snooze like there's no way you can go about your day successfully cuz the way i've described it before is if i snooze in the morning or if i can't resist the urge to snooze then i'm not going to be able to accomplish anything in my life that's worth worth accomplishing because if i can mm-hmm. let like a little snooze which if i know this is going to set the trajectory mentally for my day and if that's the first thing that just overcomes me and I can't beat, then how can I expect myself to run a successful business or accomplish things that stress me throughout the day when I'm like at my worst waking up like so tired and that's all I want to do, but I can overcome that immediately and I can get a win like within seconds of waking up that actually really sets the trajectory for my day. So I would say slow down the time. Don't do it all at once. Definitely not snooze. But even at first I didn't do gratitude. I didn't look at my goals. So it was these things that I slowly defined for myself that I thought that I needed and would better myself. 
So at first I just woke up, didn't snooze and did meditation. Boom. Then I was off to the gym. Gym's always been a thing, but it was actually a thing after work. And then I was not doing it every day. So I was like, I have to do it before work. So again, you have to find what is best for you. So I woke up, don't snooze, did meditation. And then I actually, again, Andy Carter, I talked to him and he like practices gratitude. And so I dropped that into my routine as well. And so I was doing those for a while. And then I was like, man, I have all my goals up here. And then I listened to, do you guys know who uh, Johnny Rocket is? Is it? Um, uh, I heard I, of the I, name. Not, um, I, I misspoke. Um, Charlie Rocket. Charlie Rocket. I'm such an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah Charlie yeah, Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I, literally, I, I, yeah. I, I literally called him that the other day too. I said, because there's like a restaurant like that, but. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, like, I heard of the food. Yeah, like, <laughs> good and like that's like, like a good example of reaching out to people. Like, I, I was mm-hmm. talking to him through direct messages, and I actually that's called crazy. him like he's, Charlie. He's getting big. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, there's a restaurant here. Sorry, like, <laughs> like my bad. <laughs> and he's like so awesome. He's like, don't worry about it. But um, anyways, he's like one of the guys that he has like a. You guys can see if you're watching, but like a goals notebook. So you like, you write down all your goals in here and he's like huge on that. So I'm not going to bore you on that, but essentially I write down my goals and me being able to see them in the morning really sets the tone. Like, am I, all the things that I'm doing throughout my day, is it getting me closer to these goals? So these are things that I've slowly implemented to answer your question. Like I didn't have this like really structured morning routine at once. It just was slowly implementing and it's going to continue to the change. Like one of the other questions you asked, um, I answered with having long-term goals and you can have long-term goals and you need to do every single day what you need to do to do them and to get them done. However, you have to be very willing to the notion that things are going to change and be okay with change as long as they get you to your long-term goals and me, you maybe have to do these little shifts and little trajectory changes every single day that are slowly going to get you to your goal. Cause you know, we've all seen like the, the graphics that show like success is in this straight line up. It's this, like you go up and you do circles and you go back and forth, but you eventually get there. So absolutely. So yeah, I, I think the best way to answer that was, it's just, you have to find what works for you ultimately. And you have to be willing to accept the change and that find things that work for you and don't work for you. Like you might not want to, like you probably don't need to wake up at 4:40 AM or 4:35 AM because you have different things going on through your day. Like <clears throat> if waking up at five or six is going to get the things done that you need to get done, then so be it. But I do believe a lot of people do sleep way too much. And I know you need X, you know, you need decent sleep, but um, I think a lot of people sleep. Like I was talking to somebody, they slept, nine to 10 hours a day. And I was like, that's too much sleep. Like you're, (laughs) I I don't know how you do it. I mean, and it depends what you want in life. Like ultimately we can bring it all the way to the top level. Like, do you want to better yourself or not? If the answer is no, then I don't give a shit. Like, and, and that's fine. Like you should just do whatever you want. And I'm a firm believer in do whatever you want. So if you are fine where you're at and you don't want to progress, then, you know, I would hope to see you do that maybe one day because why not? But if you don't want to totally fine, don't change your life at all. Sleep 10 hours a day. Do whatever you want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. But if the answer is yes, I do want to better myself and you're not able to better yourself or reach your goals and you're sleeping too much then or doing whatever too much that's not helping you get to your goals, then you're really going to have to start changing things in your life. I, I really love the way you framed that. Like when the question about when you're those mornings where you're feeling tired, don't want to get up. I liked how you kind of frame it in like a future perspective type of way. Like, sure. 
oh, I, I want all this to come to me in the future, but that's not going to happen if I don't get up in this single moment. Because I think people just look at it yeah. in the short term. Like, oh, like sleeping in this next couple hours would be so nice, but yeah. they don't really look at it from the long term. So I like what you said it's, about that. Yeah, it's – I think – you get to a certain point where you could be telling yourself you have all these goals and you want to get to them. And if you're not <clears throat> getting any closer to your goals, hopefully you have that moment where you just go, I'm sick of this shit. Like whatever I'm doing is clearly not working. Like if you're in the gym and you're not getting any more fit, you can't run any faster then you're probably, you're in that plateau that a lot of, you know, fitness people talk about, and you're probably doing the same routine. You're probably running the same speed, running the same distance, um, probably doing the same workouts. So you're not going to see any change, obviously, because your muscles aren't seeing any change. So just as you can do it muscularly, physically, you can do it in your life mentally. Like you need to read harder books. You need to talk to people that maybe are used to having harder conversations than you that will challenge you to articulate yourself better, things like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it can be really tough. But um, what were you, you were saying the... Um, no, you, you addressed it? it. Okay, With I just the, want to make sure yeah, I answered yeah. you completely there. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that was good. I was just, I like the way no, you I framed it. I feel like that. a bum. I double snoozed this morning. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like... It's such a good way to put it, but I'm like, uh, I did it twice. I love when you post that story. Oh, no, no, no snooze club. Oh, oh yeah. I see it. And then the meter. <laughs> yeah. Slam no, it home, baby. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's another thing I wanted to ask about is the way you kind of document your life by posting that every morning. And I think growing a brand on Instagram and growing your business, I think important aspect of that is authenticity sure. and i feel like you've done a really good job of kind of showing yeah. your life every morning and you talking about charlie rocket he talks about that a lot too is on authenticity so i want to get your perspective of how it's worked for you being authentic and really sharing your life instead of sharing what you think people want to hear i guess ultimately i've just been a happier person like mm -hmm. I've been just a lot happier. It was terrifying talking on, you know, like having my phone in front of my face, talking on Instagram stories or putting out podcasts and talking to people just like we are right now. I was mortified. So if somebody thinks like they can't do it, I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it because I was <laughs> mortified. And honestly, like I ha I lived a pretty, pretty private life. Like on Facebook, Instagram was private, like everything. Like I kept it really close. I was deleting people on Facebook all the time did not have that many people that followed me because I wanted it that way but I decided that I had to absolutely open up and be very vulnerable to share my story and the more that I shared my story the more I found out really who I was and I learned a lot of things about myself so not only like is documenting my day helpful for other people because it is it helps keep them accountable but it most definitely keeps me accountable and then all of these things tied together give me that authenticity. Um, but I, th I think that just the most important part is just not caring about, like, I want to say not caring about what other people think. And of course we all do. I think it's bullshit if somebody says, well, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. Cause I think on a certain level we do, but you just can't think about it to where it's going to affect who you are. Like you need to have that, like you said, that authenticity and be yourself like, holy crap. Like I do this shoelace express almost every single day of my life. I, I don't know if you guys seen it, but I literally film my shoes walking with music, whatever I'm jamming to for that morning. And I genuinely mm -hmm. am thankful to be walking on the earth. 
And I've had people be like, oh, I think this is silly, but I'm going to still do it because it's for yeah. me. Like, it's not, yeah. like, I'm going to document it because one, it keeps me consistent on doing this and I really enjoy doing it. So that's like my authenticity. So I'm going to continue doing it. And frankly, I like documenting the morning because you guys specifically asked about it. And I've had a lot of, like we were talking way earlier about being interactive on social media. A lot of people have been like, man, I love that you do this and it helps keep me you know, honest as well. So I think having that authenticity is something you have to have. There's a, I mean, wow, social media is huge for not a lot of authenticity. Like people just showing, of course, this is like cliche, but showing the highlighting reel and all this stuff. And it can be really easy to get down on yourself. But what I, again, like, what kind of podcast did you like? Well, I like the podcast that, you know, people were honest, Joe's himself, everybody else is himself. They talk about really great things. They talk about like shitty times as well. So I translate that to my life and to my account on social media. Like I, and I've been on there plenty of times on stories. Like I just had a really shitty week. Like this is why it's super tough. I'm barely keeping my head afloat. I can, you know, even though I doubled the podcast, I'm barely getting them out. Like there's so many things that are going wrong and it's pretty stressed out, but there's hope because I'm still getting them done ultimately. And, you know, sharing that stuff is authentic. And I think about, I always look at it from like a third person view, like what would I want to see in myself or what would I, what kind of accounts and people would I look up to that I want to follow? So then I'm going to go, well, why would I even, why would somebody follow me? You know, what uniqueness am I bringing to the table? And I believe that uniqueness is just who I am. Like sometimes I can be dead serious, have a very serious conversation, but at the same time then I can, you know, crack jokes, say stupid things. I don't mind saying mm -hmm. stupid jokes. I don't mind having the transparency showing like that I'm stressed out. I don't mind getting emotional. I don't mind crying. I don't mind any of that. Like if I'm feeling sad and I, you know, all of these things, like I don't mind being me because frankly, if somebody is going to quote unquote talk shit about who I am in that moment, then you can just not follow me. And, I've even said it before, like, if you don't, that's the thing, like, you, I'm not forcing you to follow me, but exactly. this is who I am. These are the people I'm going to try to help. And I don't care who follows me. If you want help, I'm going to try to help you. Like, we had a long conversation on Skype the other, like, couple weeks back, and we were just interchanging ideas to try to help each other. So if we want to help each other, then that's the type of people you guys are the guys that I want to talk to. You're the people that I want to talk yeah. to and vice versa. So right. answer like one of your earlier questions. Those are the type of people I'm going to follow on Instagram too, is people that want to better themselves and not just want to help themselves, but help everybody else. And that's like a huge pillar that I talk about on my podcast as well as helping other people. Yeah. And that's awesome. Cause that's, it's ironic. I think it was yesterday. I saw something that even if you don't, say it or comment it even if you think if you see someone that has success and you have some negative thought about their success like ah they don't work that hard like i should anything related to that just the thought is then telling the universe like hey i don't like success yeah. and then it won't come to you but it's like you ultimately still have to help others get theirs yeah and then other people see that and it's like he's just trying to pay it forward how can i help him Absolutely. So it's, it's kind of that that um, one brings the other, but it's that giving first, and then you will see your own successes come to you. Giving, like the universe yeah, gives back when you give absolutely. it something. Yeah, like giving first, asking, you know, how can I help you? These things are absolutely huge, and they will always come back for you. And 
of course, we don't do them to, oh, I'm going to give, 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 give just because I want to get, 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 get. Oh, right. You know, of right. course, and some people may misconstrue that, but um, the people that are genuinely giving and genuinely want to help, again, like if somebody thinks you're just giving to get, then it doesn't matter what they think, but you know why you're doing what you're doing. If you know you're doing it just to get something in return, then that's your prerogative. But if you're doing it to help people, then that's also your prerogative and go do your thing, man. <laughs> right. Right. That's good. I love it. Um, so I was kind of curious into, cause I work with a former Marine. So I'm sure. always talking about his military career yeah. and background. And he's telling stories. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm interested in a little more into the Navy, what your role was, what you did. Sure. Um, and also, cause I was watching your story from yesterday, you're transitioning out as well. Yeah. So I'd kind of like to touch on those couple of things. I know it's a lot in one. No, absolutely. But. I got it all, man. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so I did, I did officially get out. I'll do it in reverse. I did officially get out last year in 2018, but here's a little tip for anybody that was transitioning out of the Navy. I am claiming some stuff, uh, medically. So, cause a lot of like physically, a lot of stuff happened to my body where my, my back's bad, you know, the list goes on. People in the military may or may not be experiencing the same thing. However, <laughs> I'm not trying to bash the VA, but facts are facts. Like I started the process before I got out of the military, like almost a year ago, my paperwork was lost. I had to restart the process. And so that's what I was talking about yesterday is I'm finally now getting appointments to get my body checked out for stuff that I started a year ago. So I would, my advice is like start that stuff as soon as you possibly can and keep all the documentation that you can possibly keep. But so that's what I was doing. Um, you just in the process, if you're going to claim anything, you just need to be seen by VA doctors and you need to make sure you have all your paperwork, have duplicates of all of it. And then to answer your first question, as far as like what I did in the Navy, I did a few things. And I think if anybody's in the military in any branch at all, they could answer the question while well, I'm in the military. So I do a lot of things like, and depending on your rank, like you or where you're deployed or whatever, who you're attached to, you're going to do a wide scope of jobs. Like there's no limit. You could be the janitor one day, like depending on like what rank or whatever yeah. you're at, like you could be in a leadership role another day or by the hour. Like, and I think that's one of the things we were talking about before. Like you have to be really, you got to be able to pivot quick and pivot without hesitation, pivot without having a bad attitude because a lot of like people, you, you ever dealt with somebody at a job that they've been there for a while and and uh, something changes drastically and they're like, oh, it was way better before. Like, I can't ruins stand their this. entire week. Bro. Yeah, it ruins their ruins life. Everything. Like, and they won't drop it. So, like, but why can we really think about why we don't like the change? Is it just because it's different? Maybe these things are for the better. But one thing I learned in the Navy is that things are changing all the time. My job was changing all the time. But I did have two main jobs. I was in for nine years served at two commands, never on a ship, uh, interestingly enough for anybody listening, which is feasible in the Navy. But that only happened because I started off my career in NSW, which is Naval Special Warfare. So I worked at a command and I was a support guy, a tactical, it's called an RTO, so a radio telephone operator. So I was a tactical satellite communications, line of sight communications operator, uh, deploying to Afghanistan three times and then the Horn of Africa one time. So I was essentially the guy in the group that had a big radio. I actually posted a picture about it on Instagram. I so saw you, that. You yeah, check it. It so that's, that's how I was looking. And that's part of the reason why I have back problems because all that stuff was 70 pounds of gear. And I'd be running around the mountains in Afghanistan with 70 pounds of gear on my back and just doing, you know, all the kind of communications 
that you can think of in really fun situations. And that was my life for about four years. And then about in the middle chunk of my tenure in the Navy for about a year and a half, I was in a weird transition. Um, I didn't transfer straight to my other command. I thought I wanted to do something else, shifted trajectories, and then I finished up my career doing about like three years at a shore command where you're literally working like a desk job and I was in a leadership position because at that point, three years, well, at the time it was three years ago in 2015, I had already decided that I wanted to get out of the Navy. So I specifically chose like a low pace environment so that I could start the things needed to successfully transfer out of the military. So that's like one of the things that I try to articulate to the people that I talk to in the Navy is that have a plan and stick to it because it's feasible. And like all those things going all the way back to like one of your first questions is I joined the Navy to get these skills. Like I was saying to get us potentially, if I didn't want to stay in the Navy, I mean, you can stay in the Navy and have a great career. And I just knew it wasn't for me, but I knew I had learned these skills and I could get a good job with those skills outside of the military and really do a lot more in what I wanted to. And I love the military. I always want to express that there was so much in there that formed who I was, as I was saying earlier, but I knew I wanted to go a different way. And more importantly, I wanted to go a different way to create a family. Like I said, we, we just had a baby girl and I didn't want to be deployed anymore. I didn't want to miss all these things. Like she'll be a month old on Friday and she's a completely different person than she was like mm-hmm. last week. Like she changes so fast. Anybody with the kid knows what I'm talking about. So I didn't want to miss these things. And frankly, I wanted to come back. Like there's people that don't come back from deployment if you catch my drift. So I didn't right. want that, <laughs> frankly. Like when I was single, I didn't care. Like if I, you know, that's why we all joined for a reason. If that's what happened, if that was my life, that's the way I'd want to go. But now I have a family. I knew I wanted to have a family. I knew I didn't want to be deployed. And I knew I wanted my two feet, Shoelace Express, you know, again, like I wanted to walk here and be happy and see my daughter and my family be raised and I wanted to raise them properly. So those are the reasons I got out. And a lot of people disagreed with that. But again, this is my prerogative. This is my life. And I'm going to make the decisions. You know, people are like, wow, you could have been so successful in the Navy. You could have done this. Why did you quit this? Or why did you, you know, whatever. But it's my life not theirs. And that's what I want to express. Like you were saying authenticity, like just be you, man. Like don't, don't like crowd out the noise, like crowd out the noise, do exactly what is best for you and best for your family and make sure your head is straight and make sure you're always trying to better yourself. But so what I did in the Navy was super high paced again, hundred miles per hour for about four or five years there. Super going like mad, but I, and I loved it. And again, like I was single and it was perfect job for me. But then again, a lot of people have families and do it. And those people are strong. Like that's just not what I wanted to do, but good on them. And then I kind of uh, tapered out, did like the more of the desk job, like I said, but not to be discounted because it was during that short command that I was really put into a leadership role where I was in charge of about 40 people. And that's ultimately between Joe Rogan podcast And between that job and being in a leadership position, did I really figure out that I wanted to start a podcast because I had been working with a lot of people that essentially I was experiencing a lot of negativity in the workplace, people that didn't really enjoy what they wanted to do. And I was finding myself having a lot of conversations kind of like we're having right now and kind of like I have on my podcast about encouraging other people and just really trying to instill in them a mindset to be successful no matter what they wanted to do. And I was like, hey man, first of all, (laughs) you join the military, like you're in a contract, you have to do this, you have to see this out, you know, 
Um, but the contract ends much like anything. And if you're in a job, then you don't have to worry about that. You can quit your job today, but the contract will end. And then ultimately you can do whatever you want. Nobody's holding your hand to join again or, you know, um, sign for another four or six years. So you can do what you want. And there's these options. I'm doing this myself at the time, you know, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting out of the military. And I had been planning for a couple of years and I just had a plan and I stuck with it and I utilized the skills and everything I had learned in the Navy. So it's definitely feasible to do. But uh, yeah, for the most part, that's that's what I did. I mean, I can go into maybe more details if you want or I don't know. <laughs> up, up to you, man. We're, uh, we're interviewing you. So if you got more that you want to share, let it rip, man. No, I just, I would say that uh, I think a lot of, you know, our experiences obviously shape who we are. And I was thrown specifically when I worked in uh, that Naval Special Warfare Command, high stress situations, high pressure, like you wouldn't believe, like you got to do 10 things at once and you have 60 seconds to do it. And like people might die if you don't do a couple of them. So when you're in situations like that and... I know that's like really far to one end of the spectrum, like when people's lives are on the line, but ultimately like I didn't have a choice at the time. And when the situation is that drastic, it really teaches you to perform. And to me, that's super important because I tell a lot of people, you can have all these great ideas, plans, goals, all these things for yourself. But if you don't perform and then execute and actually have a result, then none of these things that you're thinking about in your life, oh, I want to be better. Oh, I want to read more. Oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to lose weight. I want to have better friends in my life. I want to have more money. I want to, whatever you want to do. If you're not, if you don't have it yet and you're not working on it, then how can you expect to have it? But being in these situations where I had to perform because there could have been drastic outcomes one way or another, Mm -hmm. that for me mentally more than anything in my life. Like when you were thrown into a situation where you know shit know that somebody could lose their life if you don't perform. Like I was a communications guy. So if I didn't go into the situation, like I'm talking about preparing for my career transition, if I didn't prepare my satellite communications and didn't do like 10 checks before I did something and we were in a situation where I needed to make a call, but the call didn't work because I forgot to plug in X, Y, Z, like I'm an asshole and now we could be dead. Like, so I think life's as serious as that. In a different sense, maybe you're not getting a shot at or something, but ultimately it's your life and why would you not prepare for it? So maybe, like I said, you're not going to get shot out in the instance, but something that you're not doing right now because you're not checking it or you're not planning for it right now could definitely come and bite you in the rear at a later point in your life. Yeah. And and something that uh, I know you mentioned a few things, being able to pivot without hesitation or bad attitude has carried over. How important was it in those moments and maybe you saw or experienced where losing your cool almost cost it? Um, Because I think that's something where something happens and we instantly get in this like quick, oh my God, what next? And it's just like, you need to cool it, level out. And so how did you either kind of train yourself to do that or, or see or experience something where, okay, if it happens again, it could be a little more costly. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just with like, I was answering the other question of like your morning routine. It's something that you're always working on. Like, for example, if I get into an argument with somebody, like I have to catch myself in the moment, not to be too emotional in those stressful situations to answer your question the best. Honestly, like I didn't have a choice sometimes like you either 
react the right way or you don't. Um, but even then, usually in the military, <clears throat> before I was even put in any of those instances, I had tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. And I say it that many times because you have so yeah. much training. And then when you're thrown into a fiery hot situation, you don't have to think about it. You just react. So again, mm-hmm. like the military they're a pretty professional organization so they know how to do things right and they know how to do things wrong so you want to train so much that when the time comes to be in a stressful situation you might not have time to think but that's fine because you don't have to think you just instinctually act because there's been situations i remember specifically where shit was going south really quick and if i didn't have the hours and weeks and months of training that i had then I probably could have freaked out and gotten myself and other people killed. But because I instinctually act like, boom, put this on, do this. I'm literally doing it in the dark. I know where all my gear is. I can fix anything in the dark, you know, all that stuff. Because I was trained to that scope, was I able to perform? So if you're doing this in your, obviously, you don't have to be in the military, but if you're going on about your life and you're planning and, you know, you're checking whatever your equivalent of is your gear. Like if you're a podcaster, like we don't just come on and do a podcast like i was saying you're like oh i'm ready i'm like yeah i'm just gonna do one more check i do a check to like an external source here make sure the sound is good make sure it records good because i didn't do that initially when i started podcasting and i had really crappy podcasts my sound was off it whatever was wrong so it doesn't have to be like this drastic situation like that was defined me this life or death moments but it carried on to here like anybody that went to those commands like special warfare or anything i was there like what's your advice prep your gear dude like prep your gear because something could happen and pop off they're like we need you now and they're like scrambling to get your shit oh i don't know if my radio is good or i don't know if my gear is good for this i don't know if i pack this i'm not going to be here for three days but i don't even have any underwear like that's a shitty situation i just want to confidently walk in and be like boom my bag's packed i know my radios are good so whatever that is in your life like have the confidence because you know before your shit's done like again like relating it to something more relatable to us is podcasting like my time management's really bad now so i have or it's not bad but i don't have as much time as what i'm saying because i have a kid so if i have more time right now and i'm all caught up on my editing like i'm like i'm not just gonna sit around and do nothing i'm gonna do the next week's podcast editing i'm gonna do like until i don't have time to do it but i never want to be in a position where i'm not prepared or i'm in a bad situation because i didn't prepare enough like if i was in a life or death situation and i had done everything i, I did all the radio checks i had all my gear packed i did everything i possibly could do well that just sucks i'm sorry like but it wasn't through negligence of myself so same thing like in our lives right now if i go to a job interview and i studied my ass off for the interview loop and i practiced with my wife I did note cards, YouTube videos. I did all these things and I get the job. Awesome. But if I didn't, then that sucks. You did your best. You prepared as much as you could. But if I went into that job interview and I just kind of was like, whatever, you know, I didn't really look at myself in the mirror, how I looked, how I was articulating myself. How did I sound? If my wife asked me questions off the, you know, spur of the moment, how did I answer them? Uh, Technically speaking, I just didn't really care. And then I went in there and didn't get the job then dude that's only your fault but i never want to be in a position to where i didn't prepare for something and that's why i didn't get what i wanted to get if i did everything i could do initially 
Again, that's why I'm like so huge on gear prep or doing things now because you don't know like how, what's going to happen in the future. Same reason I do the gym before work. And I was saying, remember, like I don't do it after work because even though nine times or eight times out of 10, I can do the gym after work, something's going to come up. Like my wife's like, dude, I, I need you to come home. You need to help me with the kid or I have to stay at work long or, or whatever it is. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I go at uh, 5.30 in the morning, there's no, there's nothing else is going to come up that's going to keep me from doing what I want to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I've had to change to the morning morning workout before work too. So it, it's a it's an adjustment. You really got to get used to it. But once it's you do, I, gotta say, I love it. Because like sometimes after a day of, you know, helping everyone move or rehab, I'm like, man, I, I can't watch myself move. I'm going to hurt myself if I try to push this up. So I, I watch myself first. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the zone, then I'm ready to go. But I get like, I got to take you. care of me first. Absolutely. It's like I, oxygen in the airplane. Got to take care of yourself. So um, and it's, and that's, it's that's funny cool you that you that. saw that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made a video about the oxygen in the video when I was first started getting, I think even before I started recording podcasts or shortly after, I made like a two or three minute like Instagram video on it because as a kid, I was always so confused. I was like, because like, you want to help people instinctually. So mm-hmm. I was like, why would you not put that on somebody else? And then not until like you actually learn, like you're, you're both going to lose your life if you can't get your oxygen first. Because if I'm not breathing, then I'm not going to be able to function to put this on my child. So you need to help yourself out first and then help them. And I made a whole video on that. But it was just so weird that I learned that later in life and I was so confused by it. So I totally get what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that video out because I make that analogy all the time. Oxygen oxygen I, on the airplane. I, I think it's on my Instagram or what, what does Instagram do now? Their Instagram TV. It's like one of the four videos mm-hmm. I have on there. But okay. I just, it was just so – and that's why I think it's awesome you brought it up because it was so interesting to me. Like one of the things I just absolutely – did not understand we want to help people and then i thought about later in life and it hit me like it's crazy Mm -hmm. christoph one thing i wanted to ask about um so the goal of our podcast is like our target audience is the person who is at a point in their life where they're stuck sure uh they're they're heading in a direction they don't like but they're not exactly 100 percent confident what they want to do next so i want to kind of rewind back to when you were in colorado working at the restaurant uh, you kind of briefly explained your state of mind where you were. Can you describe the moment when you you realized and you were confident in yourself, hey, I want to go to the military? What did, what did that moment kind of look like of you getting out of that situation and moving to that for people who were kind of in a similar situation like that? <laughs> I'm laughing because the first thing that I thought of is when I told my friends – that I wanted to join the military. They're like, really? Like, you, wanted to, you know, I was like out partying all the time. And like I said, I was really selfish and I would just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And that was all it. And somehow, um, you know, I have my dad to thank too. Honestly, he helped me kind of align that as well. And I don't think I would have picked the military if it wasn't for him. But I think deep down, he kind of knew that I, I needed like a serious culture change because I may have been headed down a bad path. And, you know, I didn't do anything terrible, but at the same time I was slowly heading down a path of like partying way too much for my good and like doing things that weren't good for my health, right? And hanging out with not great people that eventually Mm could have led to very bad things. So I think like I didn't really know fully what I was getting myself into. And I will say uh, quite honestly, like the first year, that I joined the Navy, I was really depressed for the first time in my life because I think it was almost like 
and I wasn't a drug addict, but, and I'm just making the sense of, or the comparison of like when a drug addict, they're doing drugs or maybe an alcoholic, you know, drinking alcohol when they first get off of it, they're like not, or a smoker, you know, they're not the type of person you want to be around at all. So I think because I was so used to doing everything I wanted, when I want it, with whom I want it, then when I, obviously you go to the military, that is the complete opposite. You do it when they want it. You know, you do what they want. You eat what they want. You eat when they want. Like everything is so structured. And I think it was such like a drastic change. Like I was saying, don't do your morning like that because you're not going to continue to do it. Like if I wasn't in a contract, like I would have gotten out of the Navy. Like if I volunteered for that shit and not in a contract, I would have been gone in like <laughs> week one, man. So but I needed that. And I think my dad realized that as well. Absolutely. So I needed that. And I was in a severe depression and it didn't help that I was in Northern Chicago where Navy boot camp is and it's freezing cold. I was stuck there for two winters. Like it was terrible, but I at first didn't really, I didn't really understand the magnitude of what I was doing at the time. And then like, again, like through the military, like I was explaining before, it was this slow progression of figuring out what I really wanted to do with my life. And honestly, I can look at you guys right now and tell you that I, I know what I want loosely in life. And I know I want to help people and have these kind of conversations and try to educate people the best I can and help them figure out who they really are and what they're capable of. But I don't, I think I want to do it in so many different ways that it's not just one thing. So I'm still like figuring out who I want to be and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It's awesome. It's like, that's the forever journey. It's like, whenever I ask someone, no matter what age or what they're doing, even if they love what they're, they are currently doing, it's like, so what do you want to do? I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. It's like, we think we want to do the podcast. We hope it works out. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. There's nothing wrong with that either. Like you do the podcast and that's the best vehicle to get to where you want to go at the time. And then if something better comes along, then you just get out of this vehicle, you get in the other vehicle and as long as you're headed in the direction that's going to get you to your goals you know you just don't want to like i would never stop doing this right now because this is the best way to get me to where i want to go so you don't ever Mm want to just get in a vehicle that's headed in the other direction right Right. seems like your path is really clear right now but like you said you're still figuring things out but yeah it seems like that and maybe externally but you know i definitely know it's gone on my head and it's it's a whirlwind because like i was saying even today like even though i was productive on the things that i needed to get done and i'm ahead of schedule on my podcasting editing like i just don't feel that great about everything right now and i can just honestly say that to you even though i know like everything is fine like just someday it's not like you can't be you know, high on life all the time. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that because that's what gives us our emotions. And that's what gives us our ups, you know, because we have the downs and I'm not like saying like, I'm super down. I'm just saying like, sometimes I, and I think it's good. I think a different way to answer that question is I think it's good to feel like this because then I think about, well, okay, why am I feeling this way? What did I do? What did I not do? And then now even me talking about you or talking about this with you right now is like, that's kind of bullshit that I feel like this today because (laughs) I spent time with my family. I was productive. So that's another reason to talk to people that ask these questions of you. And there's no reason why you have to be on a podcast that have these questions with you. And this is another reason why on my personal life, I talk to very few amount of people on my free time because one, I don't have the time Two, I only want to talk to people that are going to talk to me about stuff like this. And I'm not always talking and having deep conversations, but 
honestly, a lot of the times I do because I don't <laughs> really enjoy small talk. Like I've never been the guy I can go a whole day at work and not talk to anybody because I don't want to have small talk. Like that's just not me. But, yeah. and that's, you know, some people, I don't know, but sometimes I can sit there and I can talk to you guys probably for eight hours. Like no mm-hmm. shit. Um, and it just all depends what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have the same thing. We're like, even when we're done podcasting, it's like our true, just natural conversation. is like, man, that would have been a really good podcast. Like, damn. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why weren't we rolling? Oh, yeah. That was some good shit. So yeah. it's like, we, we get it to where you do have your friends that don't talk like that that you do or communicate in that way and that's fine but it, then it's more refreshing when it's like ah I'm gonna go hang out with Tim <laughs> we're gonna watch like gonna watch a documentary and have like a beer or two and just simple stuff but yeah. it's like we can still talk how we freely yes. are meant are meant to as as yeah. us individuals yeah and like like you were saying when, when you talk about man now I reverse engineer my days I shouldn't feel so shitty, but it's like then the opposite. So when you have those off days when you still got some things done, then when you have those really just glorified, like, man, I crushed it today. I was on top of the world. Mood is so elevated and I am just ready. Like, let me run through this wall. Then you can do the same. Like, okay, why was I so on it today? Yeah. Like, did I sleep a little more? Was I, or did I snooze today? Absolutely. Yeah, it's did like I, it's I, like reviewing. I always talk about yeah, talking about or reviewing the footage. Like, because I was playing sports all my life, and like in football, mm-hmm. you review the you know the Friday Night Lights, what happened, and you see what worked, what didn't work, and you got to do that for your life as well. Like, you have to analyze the good and the bad. Absolutely. Well, okay, today was awesome. Like, I feel great, um, but why? Exactly. You know, today sucked. Well, did it really suck? Well, let's talk about it. And I think a, a thing that that makes me think about. And why I like practicing gratitude is because like if you're feeling depressed and then you start thinking about what you're grateful for and everybody that you're thankful for in your life and all the things that you have, I think it's almost impossible to be depressed anymore. Honestly, because mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, unless I mean, I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there, a naysayer, but for the most part, I would think like if you I would challenge anybody, if you're feeling depressed to just start listing, you can't tell me that you're not grateful for a few things like if you're hearing my voice, you're alive. So therefore you are grateful to be alive. And maybe you'll say that you don't want to be alive anymore, but I would argue that and say, well, <laughs> you are alive and you should be thankful for that. Like without, without a or doubt, you can hear, or you can, or you, you can, can hear listen. my voice. Yeah, see, things see, as, yeah. <coughs> pardon me, but things as simple as that people discount immediately or don't even think about them are so, mm-hmm. so important. Mm. yeah i get i get that in the gym quite a bit if i see someone like and so much respect to someone who's wheelchair bound and still in the gym getting after it i'm like man i have all my limbs and i can use all of them Mm -hmm. and lift what i want when i want this early in the morning and they they're a little limited they still you know do great stuff and work around it and and they make it happen and it's just like man but i i can use my legs too i get that a lot when i see that i'm like man i need to Let's bring it in we, a little we bit. We discount it too easily. So that's why it's so easy to give gratitude if you practice it because you think about those things like I'm legitimately happy for the roof over my head. Or like you yeah. said, that's why I do Shoelace Express because to me, like I was saying, 
some people don't come back home from deployment and I'm happy to be walking that morning because I know that I'm alive and I have my right. legs still and I can see my family. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I think it might have been our our first uh, Skype call that we all had where we, I think we touched on, you cannot really be in a state of happiness if you're not truly grateful for things. Sure. Absolutely. And not exactly to your point of, you know, get, if you're feeling depressed, find those few grateful things. Just get, you know, two or three. It's possible. It's like, man, I do have that. So it could be worse. It could, it could usually be worse. It can usually be better. So everything's relative and everybody's story is their own. Um, and that's why I would highly recommend somebody not compare their life to somebody else because, you know, inversely, whether it's good or bad, like I just said, it's always going to be better. It's always going to be worse. And that's fine. Like you mm. just need to figure out your problems. Like that's why I hate hearing like that's so first world or whatever. And I get it. Like sometimes like people go overboard and they're complaining about like ridiculous shit. But then again, like right. it's all relative and I, I, I don't know, like that's your life. That's your prerogative. Again, like if you want to live your life worrying about that shit, then so be it. I'm just going to choose to not worry about that stuff. And I'm going to figure yeah. out what's best for me. Absolutely. It's awesome. Tim, what do you think? I had one more question because sure. I'm sure we're taking some – I want to make sure you get some family time in. And I, yeah. I want to make sure you had any I questions. Did, I, got you, I got you guys blocked off, man. No. <laughs> Both my docs have families. I'm like, get to your families, man. I'm a man of one. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll wrap up. Yeah. I want to make sure you were good on your end with your I questions. Think, I think I'm good. I'm getting okay. my mind blown right now. Yeah, so. for <laughs> sure. Yeah, and just to, just to wrap up. I'm well, having a blast. I could go forever, but again. Yeah, I know yeah, what I got to say. Back to your time. Yeah, so. for sure. And just to wrap up, like, what's what's kind of on your horizons the next couple of weeks? You got any goals up on your board that you're you're really looking forward to here as as we as we round out the show? I just want to hear what you're sure. up to. Um, so like one of the things it may not sound huge, but I just finished a like really professional looking uh, book list. Uh, books are huge in my life, like I was saying before, and I found myself again analyzing my situation and my environment. People were always borrowing books from me my entire, well, since I started reading avidly. Um, so what I did is compromised a 12 book list. Um, and that's going to be free content that I'm going to have on my website soon. Um, and it's just like an overview of each, well, why I made the book list, an overview of all the books in order, and then a synopsis of that, of why I created that. And that's something I'm really excited about. It's, um, it's not just like a little document that I made. Like I put a lot of time into it and I would encourage you guys to check it out, but you can, Absolutely. when it comes out in a few days, it'll be on my website, uh, .com, And there's a tab that says free content. And I'm just going to have a bunch of like, I want to give everything away for free. Like my podcast is free. Obviously you guys know the deal. Um, like most podcasts and, but I want to just keep on giving away free, free stuff. Like we were talking about giving stuff away and this book mm -hmm. list means a lot to me because like I was saying, reading books and podcasts really helped shape who I am today. So I'm very, very excited about something as simple as a book list. Like I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And that's going to be coming out this week. And I'm just looking at my board, board here. I definitely don't mind sharing some of my goals, but some of this stuff is obviously not going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But like, I want to get the podcast on iTunes top 100, you know, <laughs> that, that's, that's one of my huge goals. I love listening to Ted talks. So my, one of my goals is to speak on Ted talks one day. Um, and then one of the cool, I like that. and I'll, the third one I'll, I'll share with you is, um, so I have just like you guys have conversations with people on your podcast. I want to write a book. Um, and every single page or every single like mini chapter is going to be on my guest. 
and I, oh, I, I, cool. I want to yeah. I, I want to talk about them and like a couple topics. Uh, highlight a couple topics, best things I learned from them, and you know something like that. Uh, I don't really have it too solid. I haven't made any moves on that because I'm busy doing everything else. But I know slowly but surely, if I just keep on recording more podcasts, then I'm slowly actually working towards that goal in one way or another. But those are yeah, really great. those are really big goals for me that I absolutely don't mind sharing with the world. As far as like near term goals, the book list. Um, I am going to be creating. Uh, just like I have the book list, I'm going to be creating a list for my morning and night routines. I didn't really talk about that, but um, I have talked about it in a podcast, but I'm going to be doing that as well. And then I just continue. Uh, I mean, a goal always is releasing one conversation, you know, an interview a week on Monday. And then I do the recap and dive into user request topics every Thursday. So that's kind of on my horizons. Continue crushing my day job, continue crushing being a dad and a husband. And yeah, man, just really appreciating life more and trying to better myself every single day. Great. That's awesome. Well, I we appreciate it. you, man. And uh, thank you for appreciate your service, you of course. Man, I loved it. Um, Absolutely. Really appreciate your time. Uh, and man, we're going to have to do a round two for sure. For sure. You guys, you guys know I'm down. Like you said, like, and I said it too, like, I could talk forever. I'm actually kind of losing my voice, but I could talk forever. Other than that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Now that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Christoph, where can people find you on, on Instagram? I know you said ChristophLewis.com, sure. yeah. but where else? Yeah, so the website is ChristophLewis.com. Instagram is ChristophLewis, K-R-I-S-T-O-F-L-E-W-I-S. I'm most active on Instagram, but I do have a wow. Facebook for that as well um, and Twitter. But those two I kind of neglect just because I love the interaction that I have on Instagram. Like I'm – highly active like you were saying on instagram stories uh dms and then content every single day two podcasts a week so definitely instagram is the best way to find me <laughs> great awesome and listeners that'll be in the show notes as well so we'll put we'll put all that stuff in there Sweet. christoph thanks guys thank you again man yeah, i appreciate, I appreciate you. your time i appreciate the knowledge you brought today and thank you for sharing your story because a lot of people could learn from that i certainly did in the hour or so we spent with you today 100%. so yeah mm -hmm. man yeah it, it's hard to i was uh if we would have this conversation a year ago i probably wouldn't have been able to do it um just because it's it's tough but i think that once again if you overcome that vulnerability in sharing your own story and push past that fear then ultimately there will be people that benefit from it not all this is going to resonate with everybody and i fully understand that but it is my hopes that one little thing maybe the book list or maybe like military transition or i don't care what it is but hopefully one thing will stick with somebody and then or the morning routine and, and shift somebody's life just a little bit maybe give them that little bit that little nudge that they need in the right direction but yeah, i've I, I, I really enjoyed that. talking to you guys man appreciate having yeah. me on Oh, anytime. Anytime, you're always welcome. Give us a shout and uh, likewise. So, had a blast. Sweet. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Christoph, get to your family, man. We'll see you. You got it. <laughs> All right. Take care.